Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 117, Spartan 117 of the No Podcast. We are no outside food or drink. The Southeast premier video game podcast tonight. NBA 2K21 leads the way with a $70 price tag. Xbox Summer Event promises demo downloads. Crisis Remastered has been delayed for Polish or Polish. Dreams VR support arrives later this month. Brant's favorite streamer, Dr. Disrespect, has been ban- banned from Twitch. <laughs> I can't even make it through the bit. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Is he really his favorite streamer? <laughs> No. It's probably absolutely not. He said he doesn't follow anybody. I just, I was just trying to make it through that bit. Uh, Xbox Lockhart documentation has leaked. Horizon Zero Dawn complete officially headed to PC. Hyperscape parachutes in from Ubisoft. Fallout TV is on the way. Will it have NPCs at launch? And the Xbox Showcase uh, is rumored to be the week of July 20th with Halo Infinite and all their other first-party goodness. I'm Richard Bergman. Join tonight as always by Cesar Concepcion the second I got a blurred background I always will uh we know it's an exercise bike and there's an AC unit you're not fooling anybody uh fooling everybody on the podcast ladies and gentlemen it's Brant Brant McKee Brant McKee going unblurred he is he's got nothing to hide <laughs> oh wow I'm he's, putting uh, it out got, there. he's got a poster celebrating 75 years of something back there oh that's Batman oh a good 75th anniversary. I have the No Podcast helmet from our streaming venture earlier in the week. I see that. It's kind of bootleg looking. <laughs> I just have a, it's not an actual sticker on the helmet. It's just, uh, I took like Loctite, uh, the, what is that called? The tack stuff, like the wall tack. Mm-hmm. I put that, my glucometer is not having a good day. Um, and I put that, I cut out the sticker and then I put that on the, on the, helmet for the time being until we have a better solution it's probably an expendable helmet but it's like my high school helmet so i didn't want to just take out the logo so i'll figure something else out you got to put a no podcast sticker on the uh candle back there too my fart candle smell vision it says garden rain our podcast is brought to you by the scent garden rain just have that in mind the whole time you're listening Better than Pasta Max. Pasta Max. Pasta Max is uh, the only thing that has ever potentially derailed the future of this podcast. We've been through many. It's it took you out for an episode. <laughs> been through many trials and tribulations, and that was the closest we've ever come to never uh, being on air again. So that's hard. I've never been able to like uh, you know tell you. Adios after a recording session because we never made it to the recording session, and I was <laughs> indisposed. I was uh, directed outside the house by your significant other, and <laughs> that you would not be able to make it. <laughs> <laughs> never again. I was like, nope. That's how <laughs> bad it was. You, I never saw you the rest of that night. She came out. It's like, nope, he ain't gonna make it. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Pasta Max destroyed me. Uh, Brent, you let us know that that is <laughs> that is within striking distance of your vicinity. Please, yeah. <laughs> please refrain from partaking. <laughs> In the local cuisine. <laughs> yeah, after that episode, uh, I was like, "Well, I, I think that ruined my chances of ever eating there." Your 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 one star review. Oh man, that you gave them. And then the next episode, Cesar adds them as a sponsor in the very <laughs> McDonald's own Pasta Max. I was like, "Ooh." I don't 
don't know about that. <laughs> All right. Speaking of overpriced things, let's jump straight into news. It's not overpriced. We'll have an inflation discussion. I did my own research. Uh, NBA 2K21's PS5 and Series X versions will cost $69.99, hinting at a next-gen price jump. This is according to The Verge. All right, so the standard editions of these two titles, which Brant has pre-ordered for both, so now you're out $140, uh, is going to be $69.99 for both of these next-gen versions. Um, I can still remember the sticker shock of, you know, I was in retail at the time of the 360 launch. You know, we had these these new games, Perfect Dark Zero, Call of Duty 2. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the first party titles also. But they were they were $59.99 and everything before then had been $49.99. So what do you guys think about this increase in in game price for us consumers? Shut up and take my money. Oh. Brant's going to pay. He's going to pay what he owes. I mean, we knew this was coming. He saw that whole interview with Sean Layton was pointing towards in AAA development. So he said the price would have to increase. Right. Um, Game development just in the past generation has gone. And this is past that $60 increase. You know, the $10 increase from 50 to 60 And it's like it's like you just mentioned earlier. It's all about inflation. I think it, is, uh, it sits around that price or a little bit less. Mm-hmm. With inflation totals in there, I remember somebody doing the math in the form somewhere. Yeah, so I took a screen cap and now I've lost it. Damn it! No, there it is. Okay, so somebody posted up. Uh, I saw it on Twitter. I think it was Mike Micah that retweeted it. A uh, friend of the show. I've had a couple conversations with him now, so it's just me and Mike Micah. Apparently, I'm a fan of his uh, his work over the years and his preservation uh, attempts. But it's an advertisement for. It says consumer, consumers distributing. I can't really tell what retailer this is. But they're showing off some Super Nintendo games. And I'll put this up on Instagram so that people can check this out. Uh, Killer Instinct, you know, the rare fighting game for Super Nintendo, was uh, $87.98 when it came out. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Country 2 was $79.48, which I thought was real interesting. Because on the other page, they're advertising the Super NES. And it's that Donkey Kong bundle that comes with Donkey Kong. And that whole skew was one twenty nine ninety nine, and here's Donkey Kong Country for eighty, and I'm like, or Donkey Kong Country two. Uh, it actually has Earthbound for eighty nine ninety eight. <laughs> Would you pay ninety dollars for a new copy of Earthbound today? Oh yeah! <laughs> oh Easily. my god! It'd be way cheaper. Holy shit! Super Punch Out seventy nine ninety eight. Oh, here we go. I don't want to interrupt you, but uh, somebody did the math. This which says it today converts to fifty eight eighty seven U S dollars with inflation. For the seventy dollar price point of today, with inflation, with inflation it equates to fifty eight eighty seven. So I went the opposite direction with uh, Killer Instinct, like what what that would have been for us now with inflation, and that eighty seven dollar ninety eight cent, like it seems high to us. It's actually one hundred and forty eight dollars in today's money, inflation wise. Would you pay one hundred fifty dollars for Killer Instinct? <laughs> no, because it went it went to Player's Choice and went down to like thirty nine at some point. I'll, this dude's laughing real hard. He's like, get ready for these new games. It costs you 95 Canadian dollars, bitches. Oh, the Canadians are going to get screwed. <laughs> and, and Australians. They, they've already paid a high tax on games as is, too. Oh, jeez. Uh, would you go back in time for Tetris 2 and get a brand new copy of Tetris 2 for sixty-seven ninety-eight? Uh, I don't know about that. Or Uniracers? 
Is Uniracer the one that if you put Sonic as your profile name, it tells you it's a dumb name, pick something cooler or something like that? Was it Uniracer? I believe so. Uh, you can also get Kirby's Avalanche for sixty four ninety eight, according to this. Uh, my day one purchases have uh, have decreased in the past couple years, so I don't think this is going to really hit me as hard. And uh, my Halo or my Halo, my Halo first party. That's a Freudian slip. My Xbox first party comes through Game Pass, so I'm not really buying those retail SKUs. Um, the only reason I have Gears 5 is because we found a good deal on Black Friday. Friend of the show Dale found it for like $15 at Walmart, so that's why we got that one. No, I think my biggest concern is a lot of these games, like especially 2K, tend to be copy-paste, and I'm not too excited about paying $70 if they're going to do copy-paste every year. I'm fine if they do $70 and actually make changes, but a lot of these yearly releases would uh, cut down for me on some of you, these games. You don't want roster updates, Mm-mm. unless they unless they do something different this generation, you, and you just do uh, DLC upgrades, update the roster. But I doubt that. DLC upgrades, or would you accept the ten dollar offset as a consumer? Let's say it's a you get an X Cloud voucher for it, or something like that. Like you get a you get another way to play the game or access the game. Does that behoove you any, or no, I mean, you know, well, let's be honest, the NBA 2K2, 2K21 is not for me anyway, so. True. This is just the first game. This isn't set in stone, like, this but is going to happen, but I, we, we all kind of see the writing on the wall. Oh, it's, it's going to happen. I think they were just the first one to just put it out there, so. Because I think, I think everybody knew it was going to happen. They were just scared. They didn't want to get the, you know, EA was going to do it with Madden. I know they they usually would have been the first ones, but they would have taken the most hell. Yeah. Like you, you, you shit on Mountain every year. It's not a, every year. It's a, nothing different, you know. Well, NBA. Correct me if I'm wrong. NBA kind of iterates on itself. That, and again, I was in retail when Madden 06 came out for Xbox 360, and it was the worst version. It looked the best, but it was the worst playing feature, everything version. You know, the GameCube one was better. The PS2 and Xbox one was better. So, does basketball stay pretty? pretty good as far as their next gen iterations do they jump on pretty quick they've always done well except for the last couple of years because they've gotten a lot of uh, blowback for their uh, microtransactions that's what they pretty much change and not much has changed and the games tend to be more buggy releases and yeah so i mean they've been a little bit more like just kind of like floating it in there with the last couple of years so yeah i would imagine if they're dropping the price on this they feel confident that whatever they're going to release this fall is going to be a, a big difference outside of what's coming on the uh, whatever is current gen right now. So, uh, along with that news, there's going to be a Black Mamba Forever edition, or just Mamba Forever. I thought it went by Black Mamba. He did. Uh, they're just calling it the Mamba Forever edition, I guess. Uh, that one's going to be a hundred dollars, and that includes cross generational copies. Hey, Amen. All right, I'm extra confused. There's a whole flow chart for this. All that matters is Kobe Bryant's been on. Game console since N64. This is true. And he's still going on the PS5. It was uh, Tim Duncan, but now Kobe Kobe Bryant gets the crown, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Kobe, Zion, and who's the third athlete? They announced the cover athletes, but I didn't put all this uh, stuff in the news. Uh, Damian Lillard. Who's he with? Uh, the Blazers. All right. Anybody want to add anything to $70 video games? 
Now, as much as I love basketball in real life, I do not enjoy the video games. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Would would we pay seventy bucks for WWE two K twenty? I mean on a on a new generation. No, that, that's that that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the other thing is I mean uh, half of these games, you know, they come out and they need these massive patches and then they still wind up having having bugs. Yeah. Um you know, people are going to expect with a larger price tag, more polished uh, product. Even though, I mean, like you said, even though it's just an inflation thing and it's just like it is what it is, but you're gonna, you got to ease people in, they're going to have to give them something to want them to spend that money. So, yeah. I mean, those first party like PS5 Sony titles, if they're $69.99, that's, it is what it is. I got a good indication. I got a good indication, and this is just my uh, me looking in the crystal ball. If these prices are going up, I've got a good feeling that Game Pass is going to go up on monthly prices soon, too. I think all those uh, those cheap uh, get them in now, and then they start increasing the prices that are already showing the value ahead of time. Oh, definitely. But, yeah. We need to keep a lookout on uh, the good combo vouchers and go ahead and start adding those when we can. Yeah. It's going to be like uh, Game Pass is going to be like the fucking Netflix where they're going to sneak those uh, increases every yearly. Uh, speaking of increases, did y'all see YouTube TV went up to sixty-five bucks? Yeah. Holy shit! I mean, we knew it was coming because remember they negotiated that deal with uh, Warner, and uh, they negotiated that deal. I think with they pretty much almost got a whole bunch of other channels with Paramount. That's what it was. And, and they it didn't was say, uh, it was MTV Viacom or something, right? Yeah. Viacom CBS. That's Paramount. Yeah. Somebody broke it down. They were like eighty percent of what I just paid fifteen dollars a month for increases uh, nonstop episodes of ridiculousness. Like I didn't, I didn't want all this ridiculousness in my in my YouTube TV. Yeah, there's a lot of issues going on with YouTube TV because they're still having the issues with the Sinclair Group on the on regional sports. I mean, it hasn't affected the Southeast yet, but on the other regions, they've uh, been losing to regional sports. So. That's what everybody went to YouTube TV for was to get rid of all this shit and. I, and I quit splitting it like, officially last month, like right before the price increase was announced. I quit splitting it, so we're we are free of them as well. Yeah, the only, the only reason I'm with Wahoo is because I got that Disney Plus bundle deal. That's the only reason why. Makes sense. Uh, Brent, who do you use for your cable television needs? Where do you uh, chime in on the? Do you stream? Yeah, I've got Netflix and uh, Hulu. And um, Katie's sister lets us use her Disney Plus. There we go. There's enough. Honestly, there's enough on those three libraries. You'll be you'll be content forever. Oh yeah. Our yeah. my my only draw to cable has been live sports, literally, and that's where's that been the last three months? So. Hey, speaking of which, did West West Ham split points, right? Yeah, we only scored a point today. We didn't lose at least. But y'all won a couple days ago. Y'all got all three points from Chelsea the other day. I think we're just we're still in 16th. We're like right there. It's close. It's close. It's gonna be a fight to the finish. I was hoping we'll pull out the win today. We scored early, but I was like, yeah. I came roaring back. Um, I'm gonna take credit for this. I've been asking for this for quite some time. Xbox Summer Game Fest event will have more than 60 downloadable demos. Uh, the Verge Sam Byford specifically says. Bringing the E3 show floor to your living room. I've been asking for this. I was like, E3 is going digital. Give us these demos. These same these same versions that people were going to play. Steam's been doing it. Let us have it. And Xbox is, uh, has announced that they're going to do that. 
And that is going to be, did they put a timetable on that? Yes, the Microsoft Summer Game Fest demo event will be available to access from July 21st to July 27th. Um, expect demos including uh, Chris Tales, Destroy All Humans, Haven, Hellpoint, Skatebird, The Veil, Shadow of the Crown, Raji, An Ancient Epic, and Welcome to Elk. So a day after their supposed uh, show. And I imagine there's going to be a couple of the titles in there. I wouldn't be surprised if we aren't playing a, a level of Halo at the end of this month. Fingers crossed. I made this first one happen. I think uh, this is leading the way. Well, Steam kind of led the way, but I think this is going to become the new norm. Uh, we always like when Nintendo does a direct and they're like, hey, available now. Doom 64, go get it. Or, you know, I know they didn't do that day of, but it's always fun when it's like, hey, we never announced this. Here it is. Go get it today. That's always fun. Uh, next up in news, fans are upset with Crisis Remastered's graphics. So Crytek is delaying the game. A new release date has yet to be announced. This is from Taylor Lyles from The Verge. Somebody else want to discuss the Crisis delay? Yeah, basically somebody noticed that the photos and whatever was leaked out there that it did not look up to snuff. They were a lot of judgmental how the original version looks better than this remastered. So there's nothing really remastered <laughs> to it. So Crisis so, Remastered can't run Crisis. So what's funny is that they never really got to the point of releasing the trailer yet because they got a lot of uh, pushback from it that they decided to just go ahead and push back the release so they can um, go through it once more. I think the only thing, the only place you can pre-order anyways, I think the Nintendo eShop had it for pre-order, pre-order for a while, so that was it. So the the trailer that came out, was it for all platforms? The only one I saw was the Switch version. Um, I think that trailer was for PC. I think that's why I was, everybody was so judgmental. Okay. The Master Race was coming out uh, furious and angry. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they probably need to take a couple more months to look at it. But, you know, Crytek has been hurting for money for a while. So it's that whole uh, game of uh, you're going to have to release something out there and then patch in the rest you need to get a cash flow in there. Give us uh, time splitters, you cowards. They don't own time splitters anymore. Crisis doesn't have it? I thought it went under Crytek. No, we, we did this, uh, remember? They got THQ bought Nordic? By, yep, they got bought out by Dan Busters, remember? They absorbed them. They absorbed uh, Time Splitters IP. That's what it was. We need more Time Splitters in our life. It was not part of the free agency trade that they did a couple months ago. (laughs) (laughs) When they were trading draft picks. Yeah. Brandon, do you have any uh, history with the Crisis series? I don't think you were with us when we discussed the news when it was announced. Uh, No, I actually don't really have any experience with any of the Crisis games. You know, they're but they are touted as one of those one of those games. Even this article. Mm mentions it you know it, it it was one of those games that came out at a time um and it just looked stunning the you know graphic wise and uh it was kind of a benchmark you know oh your machine's good but can it run crisis yeah and does it look look good um but no i've i've actually never played I've, I've been interested in in getting into those games but i've just never had the time yeah, I think we were in the same boat. And then there's like three of them. And mm-hmm. I think they're all backwards compatible on Xbox One. So those are available out there too. All right, so look forward to that. No release date yet. 
Yeah, hopefully it'll be a while. Hopefully they'll get up the snuff. I imagine it'll just be a couple of weeks. They'll come soon. I don't think they're going to spend a whole bunch of time on it. I mean, that's probably as soon as they start selling copies, they'll go back and patch it. I think people are going to bitch either way. So, I mean, because that—that is like you guys said, that whole kind of run crisis thing has set up a whole, uh, a whole uh, status symbol for that type of gameplay. Now, I think nobody's going to treat that game fairly unless it's a beast, and it's not going to be a beast on these current gen consoles. So. I like this quote from the article. One fan even said the remaster looks like original Crisis, but with the lowest settings. Yep. This <laughs> is not probably a game they were hoping for. It's probably a game that should come out on like a PS5 or a Series X. So, with the ray tracing, it probably will be that be something different. Mm-hmm. Next in news, Dreams is getting PlayStation VR support this month, and it is accompanied by a trailer, which. This won't translate well for an audio podcast, but that is clearly food. Breakfast, and that breakfast looks amazing. It is sausages. That's the British breakfast, right? It yep. is beans, yeah. eggs. eggs. Oh, I see blood pudding over there. I've tried that one time. It's not for me. But yeah, it's, it's coming out with July 22nd. It's a free update. You use the mood controls for sculpting one-on-one experience, lets you fully immerse it in the creation process, and it has you know, a tilt brush style in your user interface. See, this is the confusing bit, because I I haven't purchased Dreams yet, but I always assumed it was a VR. VR was integrated in it already. They were in beta for the last couple months, and it was tough to get in that beta, and they had that NDA lockdown because none of that shit leaked out. So Damn. Because somebody had made a comment on Twitter about how locked down that that NDA was for (laughs) the Dreams beta, for the VR beta, because nobody's ever seen anything until until they announced it was coming out. So Yeah. NDA stipulations are funny. It's kind of like the Ghost of Tsushima one right now. People are like, all right, the exact embargo says, uh, I can tell you I have it and I'm playing it. That's it. July 14th. Yeah. <laughs> July 14th. Just wait. They just show the fucking icon on their uh, user interface. That or the logo with the different swords. That main screen, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, that always cracks me up. <laughs> Other games press, they're like, uh, can't say anything. I got it. It specifically says, like, you can almost see them reading their phone, like, going over what they signed. Um, yeah, I have it. That's all I, I can confirm. I'm playing it. Yep. I have it. Can't say anything else. Well, they downloaded the, successfully. The, the cool thing about it is that Sony has some uh, faith in it since they uh, actually got those copies out early for reviews. Usually, typically, you get those reviews the day before or the night before. They don't have faith in that product because I think Days Gone was, like, what, what that day before mm-hmm. review. It was a quick review. Yeah. So... And that can go either way because remember Bethesda's it didn't sound send out uh, Doom 2016 review copies. They thought the multiplayer was going to be the big thing behind that game, and then it was just this groundswell of of people talking about that single player campaign and how great it was. Yeah, I don't think they had faith in it. That's probably why. And it just turned it became a cult classic, and then it blew up in their face because a lot of people were judgmental about that second game. So. Uh, VR experience, tilt controls. <laughs> <laughs> with the brushes July 22nd that is the main bits of that I had a bit with NDAs but I did we have to sign one when we played the Halo Reach beta like a year it was exactly a year ago today wasn't it They we, um, we were in Orlando whatever we signed to get into that showroom floor I don't think we did anything separately with Microsoft they just warned us that whatever we did over there it's whatever we signed to participate in DreamHack I think or no, it was with um, 
the Halo outpost. Yeah, because it's funny you mentioned that because I remember Guardian comms happening across the street with uh, Bungie on the other side. Yep. So one of my colleagues said he was going to go to Guardian Con this year, but he said, well, you know, that shit got canceled. So because he actually took the, I think, that week off to fly back down Destiny. there. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're big. Destiny still amazes me. They're big Bungie fans, man. That's all. Because, I mean, they, they came down there with, as with uh, the same time as us to do the Halo thing. But yeah. They're, they're bigger are Bungie fans. They're like, oh, we would have went over and did the Guardian thing. Because I don't think he plays uh, Destiny like that. But, I mean, usually they, they go through and they run through and they beat it and then he's done with it. And when he to do the new content, he'll jump in. and then... They're those people. Yeah. Live service. That was the last time I got a haircut, man. I got my haircut right before we went on that trip. That was my last. I think it's been trimmed since then, but it's my last haircut, man. I'm wearing yeah. Halo. I'm wearing Halo hair. Good job, Gardner Mitchie. <laughs> Gardner Mitchie. <laughs> I've got the cap. I've got it done. Yeah. Somebody on a call uh, last Fucking week asked me if I was repping Contra. <laughs> no, this is not an ode to Contra. Fucking uh, Baker Mayfield. I mean, I can keep going. Both of them do do it, don't they? Yeah. It's like I uh, just out of college. Uh, like I'm not gonna groom myself anymore. Uh, so. <laughs> I let myself go after the Halo Outpost discovery. I'm like, nah, fuck this. I did four years in college. I deserve to let it grow out like I'm a hippie. <laughs> Speaking of uh, four years of successful college, Dr. Disrespect has broken his silence, but Twitch still refuses to say what's going on. This comes from Sean Hollister, The Verge again. Uh, Dr. Disrespect was banned from Twitch. That was going around. And then he said, uh, Champions Club, I guess that's uh, Brent and his, his friends. Twitch has not notified me on the specific reason behind their decision. Firm handshakes to all for the support during this difficult time. Dr. Disrespect. Uh, so, so out of all the difficult times that are currently going on, Dr. Disrespect not being able to play video games online for millions of people at a time is one of them now. Uh, they didn't say anything about why he was banned. There was no specific reason. Now it's reading more about uh, some bullshit he did in his past. So apparently, uh, he went through some something where he ended up cheating on his wife, and somebody had theorized that it could be something dealing with that. So, especially with all the sexual allegations that kind of happened all around the time that he happened to get banned. So the Me Too. This was like right on top of the Me Too movement. I think the I think the news broke right before we recorded last week. We just mm-hmm. we didn't include it because there weren't any details. There's still really no details. Has he not gone back on since then? No, I think he, he's having hope that he can get back on Twitch, but it could be whatever's happening. It might be, I don't know what's happening because I think somebody went through and they, they said there's nothing that filed against him and his, uh, the state he's lived in, the county he lives in, or anything in his, uh, birth name. So there's not, no, no there's legal no, ramifications. There's no litigation against him for anything. That's otherwise why everybody's being quiet. So I don't know. Something so, happened. The Verge notes that three months ago he signed a two-year contract with Twitch for a life-changing amount of money. And uh, they said they talked to his uh, representatives of the uh, entertainment, also his manager, and they can they did the whole cannot confirm or deny anything. So they just he did his bathroom stunt at E3. Was that last year or two years ago? Yeah, last year. What are you doing? I have a hard enough time. I did some streaming last week. I have a hard enough time getting shit run up in here with all this dedicated stuff. Much less dragging a camera crew into a bathroom. <laughs> Whatever. 
The only facts available right now are that Dr. Disrespect has disappeared from Twitch. And they won't say why, and a lot of people are wondering when we'll all know. Are we, though? We're talking about it. Hey, there's a lot of people on Twitter that, like Pokemon, she's saying, like, whatever happened to Dr. Disrespect? There's still people out there that keep asking, so. There's some, so I did some sort of weird deep dive into streamer culture, and Pokemon is part of some other group that has its own allegations. And I was like, wait, what? It's like a streamer house that they are all posted up in making money and signed to a contract, yeah. too. She she moved out, and they thought something happened. She moved out maybe a couple months ago and that before all this stuff came out. So, well, this is this is somebody in her group that they've kicked out of that group apparently who was super popular. I don't I don't have it in news because I don't know any of those names. Yeah, I forgot what the name of the guy was. I know you're talking yeah. about. He affected everybody that was in that house because they were all they all had like their own room and that yeah. was like their, that was their bit because they would all like whenever they would stream they were all kind of at there and play pranks on each other while they're streaming and just they would, they would catch glimpses of them. That was just the way they rolled. There's just one dude in there who took it too far with most of the females in there apparently so you know, he was humping people's legs and stuff so dad pretending to be drunk when we get up next to him like oh how did i get in here that whole <laughs> like oh try, lord behave yourself try to play that off like oh how did i end up in here this is weird i'll tell you what's not quite ended up anywhere the much rumored microsoft uh xbox lockhart from Tom Warren at The Verge. Uh, documents have leaked for the codename Lockhart console. Microsoft has been planning a second cheaper and less powerful next-gen Xbox console. Codename Lockhart is designed to take most of the key next-gen improvements found in the Xbox Series X and provide them at a lower price point for gaming at 1080p or 1440p. Uh, what's the actual bit about this? The leaked document also mentions a Lockhart profiling mode. Sources familiar with Microsoft's Xbox plans Tell the Verge that this special Lockhart mode is part of the Xbox Series X developer kit. The dev kit, codenamed Dante, allows game developers to enable a special Lockhart mode that has a profile of the performance that Microsoft wants to hit with this second console. We understand this includes 7.5 gigs of usable RAM, a slightly underclocked CPU speed, and around 4 teraflops of GPU performance. The Xbox Series X includes 13.5 gigs of usable RAM and targets 12 teraflops of GPU performance. I saw yeah. a, uh, a funny image of this online. Somebody took the Series X and just like cut it in half, yeah. and that was the line. You saw that too, bro. Just squished it. <laughs> yeah. Boop. Yeah, this seems, like, seems like this one's more in line with like a 1X, like a, the current 1X. Which makes sense. You know, once they sell through the, that 1X branding and that pipeline, then they'll have a something that looks similar to the other one that they can call. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't see it mentioned in this, but I, I keep hearing it knocked around. Oh, no, it is mentioned in here. Lock, Lockhart will likely be named Xbox Series S. So that will stick with their X and S um, branding that they've had this generation as well. Yeah, I think the only thing that nobody can confirm is some people say it will come with a disk drive. Some people say it won't. So I would yeah, imagine. Oh, yeah. I, I think that this generation, you know, after Sony's announcement show off of their console one digital only one with a disk drive it's been rumored that microsoft was going to be doing the exact same thing and i i think this whole generation it's both both companies sony and microsoft are just going to be what's the cheapest price point to move our product get the get the hardware in as many hands as possible 
Hell, for me, I would recommend people get that original Xbox One and Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> That's your end. <laughs> and GameStop, last year for Black Friday, they did it for 100 bucks. You could get an Xbox One with a you know controller, power, everything for $100. That might have come with Game Pass, like a month or something. Uh, Microsoft is also bundling its Project X Cloud game streaming technology into Game Pass later this year in yet another effort to bolster its subscription service. As Brant pointed out, it's all about the subs. Um, somebody want to get this Horizon Zero Dawn complete for PC story? Uh, yeah, let's see. So Brant's this, gonna take it. Yeah, this article comes from uh, Gibantsu. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn complete edition for PC launches August seventh. Um, there it is. It's confirmed. So it's going to be on Steam and Epic Game Store for uh, on August seventh, forty nine ninety nine. You know, this was one of those things that uh, it got kind of rumored and then it was announced, and you know, you had those people that got kind of butthurt about losing their <laughs> exclusivity. Um, but I mean, putting putting a game like this. Um, in the hands of more players, getting it out there, getting uh, the developer, Guerrilla Games, a great developer, getting them more more of an audience. It's not a bad thing. Especially with the sequel recently announced. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So on PC, you're going to get ultra-wide support, which if there's a demo, I might take a look at. Uh, unlocked frame rates, dynamic foliage, graphical customization, improved reflections, controller options, and a benchmarking tool. Looks like you get all the DLC and everything, so this is a hell of a deal for PC gamers who are without PlayStations for 50 bucks, yeah, or for those who want to dip, double dip back into that world. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not a bad deal. What is the next? So with that out of the way, Death Stranding is almost out. Was it Days Gone that we saw rumored for PC? From uh, Sony? I think the next big one was Bloodborne. Yeah. Bloodborne. Uh, the Days Gone is like a joke bit because there's like another game on Steam called Days Gone and they keep posting up. Like, Days Gone page <laughs> opened up. It's like some other indie game called Days Gone. So that, that gets people every time. Nice. I wouldn't be surprised if Days Gone does show up on there. That would get a bigger audience for. They need to do a sequel with it because that's a uh, becoming a cult classic. It's a lot of people like that game within the last couple of uh, years, saying it got that well, last year is saying it's got a bad rap. So I know a friend of the show, Renee, wrote in a, a a defense of it and how great it was. Yeah, I see a lot of defense in that game where a lot of people misjudge it. So I mean, I haven't had a chance to jump back into it, especially after all the improvements they made. But yeah, I bought it. Um... Uh, over Black Friday sale, and it's still sitting on the shelf over here. <laughs> I see you eyeballing it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm gonna wrap you, bitch. I'm gonna pop you in there and update you. <laughs> you're At gonna some get point, played. you're gonna get played one of these days. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ubisoft announces free-to-play battle royale first-person shooter Hyperscape for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. This also comes from Jamatsu. Jibatsu's own Sal Romano. It is currently available in a limited-time PC technical test. Uh, I just wanted to throw this in here. I don't know much about it. 
I think um, that beta, like some stuff came out of the beta or people were streaming it or something. But did you guys happen to catch any of this uh, gameplay or anything? Yeah, it's I mean, it's your typical um, battle royale. Um, 100 players, um, they're using a what they kind of said is a like a Frankenstein engine. They took kind of the best bits, they said, from Assassin's Creed and. Just um, Dance. Six. <laughs> yeah, possibly Just Dance. Rayman uh, UBR. <laughs> the Great War. <laughs> Child just, of Light. <laughs> just kind of mashed it together. Um, but... Um, <laughs> we did, we so, threw you off Brant. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. The only, but, thing we need now, the only thing we need now is Brant to read that little bit on the bottom saying that this used to be Prince of Persia and this is what it became. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it says here that, yes, this was planned to be uh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time remastered, and they uh, just hey. scrapped it. Somebody said, hey, throw some guns in there. and Somebody came in there one day, and were like, they're like 90% done with the game. Somebody came in there one day, and like, whoa, whoa, guys, guys, why don't we just make this into a Battle Royale? Let's scrap everything and Battle Royale. Let's do it. Battle Royales are, are hot, hot yeah. right now. Fuck that Mercer guy. He'll never get money again. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the room. He's like, wait, guys. <laughs> We're almost done. Hold on. <laughs> Forget about the movie. So what's y'all's hype level for yet another Battle Royale? I can 100% tell you it's zero because I didn't even watch the video, so I don't even know what it is. I saw the announcement, and I was like, nope, and I just kept going. It's, it, I mean, they show them running from like a rooftop and different balconies and this, you know, giant city. And then you can get into kind of a more open area. And then there's, it, it's kind of, we're still talking. We're not talking about Assassin's Creed. No, describing no. Assassin's Creed. I mean, it's, they say there's plenty of areas that, you know, promote, um, wide gun, you know, wide open, uh, large shootouts to smaller areas that promote this kind of cat and mouse, uh, close quarters combat kind of thing. But, uh, I'm I'm just it, it's another one in a sea of uh, battle royales, and it looks kind of like they've taken bits from all these other little games and just kind of mashed them together. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm sure it'll be one of those things where it gets streamed for a month or more, and then another new battle royale comes out, and you know, people move on. It's, it's a battle royale video games is going to be the last one standing, and somebody's just waiting. Like I'll wait to release we just, mine. We just don't have a hundred yet. Yeah, there's one somewhere in the very final circle in the bathtub, and they're going to win. They're going to kill all the other battle royale games. It's I haven't be- played. I haven't played Apex in so long. I've never played the Call of Duty one, the Warzone version. I played the Blackout version, but it's another one. Yeah. I think a key thing, too, is these companies are probably they're going to have these ready to go day one for PS5 and Xbox Series X. So, they're you know, if if that traditional, you know, 10 to 15 game launch lineup, whatever it is, you know, King Kong, Perfect Dark Zero, um, Pikmin, if those games, if that launch lineup's not there for you, you'll still have these games as a service titles. And fucking Richard in here with a DJ Khaled uh, impersonation and another one and another one. Uh, there's another video game TV series. 
Um, Westworld creators and Amazon Studios are teasing and announced slash announcing Fallout. Just says, please stand by, maybe, in their tease. Fallout is one of the greatest game series of all time. Each chapter of this insanely imagined story has cost us countless hours. (laughs) (laughs) This cost us countless hours. We could have spent with family and friends, said Nolan and Joy in a joint statement. This is uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. So we are incredibly (laughs) excited to work with Nolan. uh, So Batman begins. Yeah. I saw Nolan. I was like, wait, which Nolan are we associated with? Is it the bassoon Nolan? Uh, so we're incredibly excited to partner with Todd Howard and the rest of the brilliant lunatics at Bethesda to bring this massive, subversive, and darkly funny universe to life with Amazon Studios. A release date for the TV series was not announced. Watch a teaser video below on Gamatsu via Sal Romano, reporter extraordinaire. The man with the master plan. Uh, I would actually watch this. I would, I would give this one a shot. The Fallout universe is kind of a favorite here in the... Bergman household. The Mrs. That's her absolute favorite series. Uh, believe it or not, somehow she got into Fallout Three and just like that VAT system, man. She just dove into it, and that was that was her jam for probably about a year. She went through the the Fallout Three, all of the DLC for that one, and then New Vegas. Ooh, and I just love New Vegas. She just smashed that whole both of those games. Yeah, but you know that those those creators are the ones that did Westworld, which is insanely popular right now. So, yep. Good pedigree. Adaptations are getting better. I was going to wait for uh, games play, but the family partook in Sonic the Hedgehog this weekend. <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, just to give you a fair warning, uh, July July the 4th Part 2 is happening outside. So just, is be, it? just be warned, yeah. Hard view. Oh, I just thought you were starting your own battle royale. Yeah. This is the island I... And not to get to Zoldy, me, you, whatever happens in the middle of the night is me jumping to the floor, covering my head. So, and it's all oh, just fireworks. It's not gunshots. It is nine o'clock. Kind of crept up on us here. Um, last but not least, the rumored Xbox Series X first party game showcase from Gamatsu and Sal Romano is currently planned for July 23rd, so the week of the 20th. Uh, that story was from VentureBeat, and they specifically said that week, and then they updated their story, also noting that the initiative will unveil their first game during that event. And the initiative is that big first-party studio that's been pulling from all the major players. Hopefully we'll be talking about that in, what is that, three weeks from now? Yeah. That'll be three shows from now. And playing some demos. It'll oh, be yeah. fun to download some cool stuff, some new things, and you know, have have impressions on things that aren't out yet. And I didn't want to throw you off, but I added a new story at the end. It just came to me as we were talking. So shoot. So this one I got from Bloomberg. Uh, this was reported from uh, Daniel Mod. You know, he's the analyst for Nikkei. Not Nikkei. Is it Nikkei? I think it is Nikkei. So uh, this is from Bloomberg, and this is written by a robot. Apparently, there's no name listed on it. <laughs> A bot. So Sony Corpus waiting for a bid for Lue Technologies Holdings. People familiar with the matter said paving the way for the intensified bidding war for the Hong Kong listed gaming firm. The Japanese tech giants working with a financial advisor on a potential offer for Lue said the people said the people asking not to be identified because the matter is private. In May, the Chinese gaming firm confirmed it had received a non-bidding takeover offer from Shenzhen listed rival Zheng uh, Central Hongtai Group Co. after months of buyout talks. 
with other bidders, including iDream, Sky Technology Holdings. Uh, they go into the shares of rise up, but this is important because Sony is hoping that it can edge out other bidders with its greater certainty financing, the people said. And the reason why they're trying to purchase them is Lue is the owners of Digital Extremes, which makes Warframe and Splash Warframe. Damage. They pretty much it's uh, Splash Damage and Certain Affinity, who does a lot of multiplayer stuff for Xbox. A lot of maps. They're like the map and finish our game extraordinaires. Which a lot of people were getting bitchy about on Twitter. It's like, no, I want them to buy uh, Blue Point Games and um, House of Marquee. But somebody noted that Sony doesn't. Sony has a lot of first-party studios that are just single-player based. This is all multiplayer based, which makes sense. This is a weak area that they would need studios for. So, and the cool thing is they would own, I think, twenty percent of uh, SNK. I would imagine that deal went. I don't. I imagine those <laughs> shares would go back to SNK because uh, usually when they do takeovers like this, those usually don't cross over. Because there's always some kind of legal thing in there, but uh, this company also owns about 20% of SNK. So, hmm. they own a, they own a whole bunch of different companies, apparently. So, dude, the big bit of that is Warframe, man. Warframe War is way bigger than I had ever imagined it was. That and uh, Splash Damage, you just made Gears Tactics. So, pretty uh, pretty good pedigree there. But yeah, a lot of um, a lot of multiplayer. So, and a lot of people said nothing would probably change. They don't think they would integrate them in the first party. So, they would probably let them do their own thing. Let them kinda keep like, doing it. Kind of like the Sony Online used to be before they uh, spun them off. So, but give us a new EverQuest. Ooh, there was a reason why they let them go. Is that what I heard? Is that what you're telling me? Is there going to be a new EverQuest? <laughs> PS5 launch title. I'm sure we'll get DC Universe PS5, so that game will never die. All right, is that all of our news, sir? That is everything. That is a big one. I remember seeing it, but I didn't dive too much into the... What was that company again that they're talking about purchasing? Uh, Leiu. Leiu. Yes. Yeah, uh, Lalelu Leiu. Yeah, exactly. It's the fucking Patriots. <laughs> But yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody else was deep diving in there. But I guess they're trying to get these, uh, get them locked down. Yeah, they're also, they make a lot of different stuff. It's also they also worked with Amazon to help produce a video game based on the popular fantasy series Lord of the Rings, according to the website. <laughs> that popular fantasy series Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'll take popular fantasy series for four hundred. Uh, this one has Gollum in it. Yeah, I was looking into it. I was like, they a lot of people like they downplayed. They said there was only the the big thing was uh, digital extremes, but uh, they own a lot of lot of multiplayer game companies. Like they have their hands in a lot of stuff. Are they like a Tencent esque organization? Yeah, let's see. They um they own Layu Le has six subsidiaries: digital extremes, Splash Damage, Certain Affinity. Layu has a twenty percent stake and has an option to buy out. The company after 2020, so they don't fully own Center Infinity. Uh, Anthlon, uh. Game, Anthlon Games, who publishes uh, SNK stuff, Kingmaker, Anthlon Games is just a publisher too. Kingmaker and Radiance Games. Radiance Games. I don't know a couple of those. And they also own a. Uh, since they own Anthlon, they, uh, Anthlon became a shareholder and publishing partner of LCG Games. Which has acquired the assets of Defunct Studio Tel uh, Telltale Games. 
So they would own all that too. So it's that umbrella also. Anthon Games became the world publisher of Samurai Showdown, West UK Developing. Yeah. They own like, a, they got their hands on a lot of random stuff. I don't know what will cross over if they got bought out, but. That's a hell of a mix too, because that's a bunch of Western and like Japanese properties. That runs the gambit for that stuff. But I mean, it's like you said, the biggest kid would be Digital Extremes. So, which uh, they're uh, Warhammer. Warframe, excuse me, Warhammer. At, yeah, at face value, that'd be the big one. Mm. <laughs> Warhammer 40K. At, at face value, that'd be a huge get. You know, I'm sure they, would, they wouldn't take that off the platforms it's currently on. It would just maybe give them, I don't even know if they need stability. No, I think it would be a big benefit for Sony just to get to, yeah. uh, get a studio that can do multiplayer, know how to do a multiplayer, know how to do free-to-play like that. That'd be a huge get because they know how to do it. That way they can build us a Mag and Warhawk for PS5. Oh, yeah. We always talk about these scenarios like what justifies a $600 PS5 and what, you know, $70 launch title. That's, that's Warhawk for me. I'm, I'm so <laughs> down for Warhawk. Hey, man, I'm, I'm still in, in belief that you see all the rumors that Perfect Dark is still happening, so, from the collective. It is. We we brought that up. We shot it down. Now it's back up again. Yeah. They were trying to downplay us until it's like, no, this is not, don't get your hopes up. It's like, no. But I got to thinking, and I've been burned once already. I think it's what you and I were texting about, Cesar, that Perfect Dark Zero was the reason I bought a Xbox 360 at launch. I was, like, the huge title for me, and... By that point, like, what is Perfect Dark? That wasn't the same musician. That wasn't the same studio, hardly. That was, you know, that creative force was... I got a successor in Perfect Dark with Time Splitters. And I got two of those. Yeah, so but like, how many, how many times did that... Dark now? How many times did that game change generations, though? That game was... Big. Oh, yeah. That game came out, like... they should have That thing should have came out on the original Xbox, because that's how it looked. It was the original it was, Xbox uh, game. It was Cube to Xbox and then mm -hmm. last minute to 360. And then, like, they cut a bunch of features from the 360 one. It was supposed to include all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got a guy who's you got a guy who's running Xbox who's, I mean, who's doing their, uh, who's, who's their Sean Layton? I forgot what his name is. Is, um, who's their Sean Layton? It's not Phil Spencer. Greenberg? It might be Greenberg, who's, who's running the studios a lot better. I confuse, I confuse Greenberg with the dude that left for Diablo, uh, Gears Viking. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I think it is Greenberg, yeah. Uh, Ferguson, not Rod Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, Ferguson was just over the, the Gears brand. Yeah. But yeah, Greenberg, I think he's, he's, running it, he's running it like Sony is, where they just, I think the whole idea of that rumor was they gave that playbook to the collective when they purchased them, is all right, we own all these IPs. Find something find something you want to do, and they decided to do something with Perfect Dark, and they're already a British studio. And I guess they felt... Dude, I hope so. I'm not yeah. I'm not pulling against it. I'll never pull against, uh, you know, pull for a game to fail, unless it's like oh man, I disrespects 8-Bit Adventure or something. <laughs> oh, God, like the PewDiePie game that came out on the Switch. But, yes. uh... <laughs> but, no, I'm with you. I, I got you. You've been burned, and nobody's... There's, there's clearly nobody had any interest in continuing that franchise properly, but hopefully... Right. And, uh, it's, it's mainly my fault. Like, there are many stories to be told in that universe. Like, Rare set up, they set up a world that I enjoyed. And I really enjoyed the first iteration of that. And there are more stories that could be told in that if I want to play that game again. Literally, I could play it on 64, 360, Xbox One. I've got multiple options to play that perfect, that recent Perfect Dark, or the first Perfect Dark, and I have done so recently. So, sure, go ahead. 
make a new perfect dark. Let's see what a what a crack in that universe is. Let's see if it's a you know a third person adventure. I, I love the Tomb Raider reboot. What if it's a a Joanna Dark with that, with sci-fi and drones and all the cool weapons that were in that first game. I think I think that's what made it for me. That first game is all the neat weapons and stuff that you had. Every level and every scenario gave you some crazy way to utilize those weapons, and then you got to use them in multiplayer, and you'd have all the bots and crazy shit running around. We'll see. We're going to find out soon, right? Yeah, July, whatever that day was, the 23rd or something like that. So I actually played some Perfect Dark Zero. Do we want to segue into <laughs> games played? Can I actually fucking played some Perfect Dark Zero? Uh, awesome. I fired it up on the uh, Rare Replay Collection for Xbox One X, and this is a launch 360 game, as I've infamous infamously reiterated on this podcast. And I played two thirds of the first level before my Halo crew got on. And it wasn't bad. I didn't hate it. I'm not sure what, you know, time heals all wounds maybe, but the music sounded like it's supposed to sound. The 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 weapons were satisfying. There was a lot of exposition in the story. Like, I guess that was the big jump in those two generations was, all right, let's have you walk 10 feet and do something cool, and then there will be a cutscene. And then we'll have you walk another 15 feet and there'll be another cutscene. But it wasn't awful. I would keep playing it. I didn't hate it. So that's improvement. That is a uh, 15-year-old wound at this point. Hey, it can only be healed at this point. That's it. They can't, they can't hurt you anymore, sir. I can't be hurt. That Xbox 360 I purchased for $400 many moons ago has red-ringed on someone else by this point. So I got my revenge. Somebody's reenacting the war outside my window. I heard it. Yeah. It's not that bad, though. It's not. Man, they go crazy in this neighborhood, dude. And we, there's no way we could have recorded it. It's an event over here. Yeah. They go they've, in. They've been uh, celebrating the 4th of July in my neighborhood for the last two months. So it's every night. <laughs> the last two months. Yeah. It's every night. Yeah. Uh, played some more Halo over the past weekend. Uh, yesterday, I got in two sessions, actually. I played it like. One o'clock till about four o'clock in the afternoon, and then we did our usual evening, like our night, our uh, nine thirty to two thirty in the morning <laughs> session. Um, fun as always. Uh, played a lot of Halo Three maps. It seemed like we're in there. A lot of Capture the Flag, which listeners of the show will know we we love us some Capture the Flag. I played two modes I have never played in a Halo game, and it just randomly was in this playlist that we were playing. And it, one of them was called. Uh, Shit, I took a screen capture so I wouldn't forget it. I'm going to get there. Hold on. Uh, Methane Mosh Pit. Have you all ever heard of this? I would remember anything with methane. So So it's on, uh, it's on, was it Lockdown? The map that we like on Halo 2 with the rockets and all that. Is it Lockdown? Is that the space one? Lock something. There's a platform in the middle. You can go underneath the platform. There's towers. There's like four towers on each side with various heights. There's the jump on each end. Lockout. It's lockout. We usually play rockets on lockout. But on this one, the grad like somebody messed with the gravity on the mod. So you, you had all needlers, and you would just load people up and swing at them, and you would just go flying off the map. 
just like insane, no gravity. And I, 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 I didn't know what was happening. So I got in the middle and I'm, I'm swinging left and right. And I've sent all these people flying, but I don't kill them. Like we got to the end of the level. Um, friends of the show uh, who was playing with me, Jeremy was playing and Dale were playing. And uh, they were like, you're killing everybody. We don't have anybody. And it got to the end and I had zero kills. So I don't know. <laughs> Listeners, if you played Methane Mosh Pit, <laughs> tell me what the rules are. Because I thought I was tearing people up. I was hitting them and they were going flying off the map and I never got any kills. So we won the game somehow. But uh, And then the other one was called Flying High, I think. And it put one team on the top in these windows on either side looking straight down. And I never did figure out the depth perception on it. But there were there are these uh, blocks in the ground, almost like the Indiana Jones Last Crusade uh, penitent men shall pass blocks. And you would have to throw down your lift on it and ride it up. It was a king of the hill level. You'd have to ride that block up to where the hill was at and like hover right there. And then it would come crashing down. And all the while, these people were in the in the windows shooting you with the brute shots. And I've put in, it just randomly came up, like I've put in mad hours of Master Chief Collection recently, and then all of a sudden I get these two modes. I'm like, where the hell did this come from? Because <laughs> it takes us the first whole half of the game to try to figure out what, you know, what the whole goal of it is, and I never did figure it out with that mosh pit one. But that, uh, that continues to be fun. We had some epic capture the flag matches. We had some great uh, SWAT team death match. We had some good... Um, uh, Fiesta, have you ever played Fiesta where the weapons just constantly rotate? So every time you spawn, you get two random weapons. You could have a plasma rifle and a pistol. You could have rockets and a sniper rifle. It's just all randomized. And it plays out team deathmatch that way. And I had played that in 3 and Reach before, but for some reason it was in a bunch of the Halo 1 maps that we like to play. So here we are with like these these crazy close quarters maps and we have like rockets and stuff. <laughs> So it was just, uh, it was chaos. And that, I, f- I keep forgetting that uh, the Halo on the Master Chief Collection pulls in the PC version's flamethrower. So there's a oh. flamethrower you can lug around and light people up with. So there's one level, or um, what is the name of that one? I need to jot this stuff down. But there's one with just like shit tons of tr- teleporters. So somebody will get one of those flamethrowers and just sit in front of the teleporter and wait for people to come through <laughs> Are these uh, the levels they make with that whatever that builder is, that Halo builder? The Forge? Yeah. I don't I don't think so, because these are maps I've played before. I don't know if Forge stuff is included in those. Like, it may have been in that PC version to start with, and they just, like, adopted it as canon, maybe. But uh, Master Chief Collection continues to be great stuff. Uh, on that note, I am... Whenever this... Uh, got off of viruses away from all of us. Uh, we've been in the middle of moving during everything, but I want to put together another LAN party, and I have gone about the process of looking at the Xbox 360s I have and seeing which ones work, which ones don't, that kind of thing. And uh, one of the original style ones that I fired up, I just did this today, uh, it had all kinds of map variants for Halo 3 like on the hard drive, so... I remember this being a thing. I wasn't big in that that Halo 3 community, but I think those servers are still up. Like, we can download those games and maps and all that still. I imagine since uh, they're basically working backwards compatible, so... Yeah. But all that stuff... uh, I've got 11 Xbox 360s that we can can, uh, land together, just like we did the, the original Xboxes. And I tried out, I did not know whether this would work or not. Like, I know Halo 1 and 2 are backwards compatible if you have those original hard drives for them. 
but I didn't know like if the multiplayer map pack and stuff like that were. So I popped it in and it just it just put those maps on the 360 just like it was an Xbox. So we'll be stepping up our land party game. Oh yeah, no more of the same bullshit. <laughs> I mean, we never would have run out of content for Halo 2. We would have kept going and kept going and kept going, but Halo 3 just gives us another playground to play in, so Oh yeah. I just need to get a, a few more copies. I've got five copies of Halo 3, so need to accrue a few more uh, disc-based versions of that. Uh, I'll try to wrap mine up. I know I've been rambling forever. I started our streaming special uh, of baseball games called 3 Up, 3 Down. I played some MLB Inside Pitch 2003 the other night, and that footage is on YouTube. I had a really good time. Like, I just wanted to stream for about an hour or so, and by the time I got to the end of the game, I hear fireworks going off. Yeah. By the time I got to the end of the game, I was just over. Now it's at Brant's house. Yeah, I'm I'm in the basement. Y'all can't hear me. I'm down here in the uh, in the fallout shelter. I'm in the uh, second story, so it's all flying near me. It's right. It's right out your window. Yeah. So I played some uh, MLB Inside Pitch 2003. It was the only Inside Pitch that Microsoft Sports games made. It was a solid baseball game for their debut outing. Is that the only one they didn't sell off like the other ones? Yeah, because they made another they made another hockey, I think. I know they made another basketball and they made another football. Yeah, but they, they saw off their their whatever their top spin was and Yeah, this was well before that too. And ants, remember? They sold those off from their sports brand that they own. Yeah. Uh, there was no meter for pitching like in MVP baseball or MLB the show or anything. You just kinda you picked a pitch and you threw it to that location. And I was I played as the Braves, of course, and we beat the Marlins three to nothing. I had Greg Maddox, and he was just carving them up. I was like, man, this guy's kind of a cheat code. So it was fun to see those old players and see Turner Field, you know, realistically rendered in a 2002 build of it. So it was a lot of fun. I don't know what game I'm going to play next. I got a couple more on the way, and I've still got some to go through that I currently have. So. Like, if y'all have a favorite baseball game, do you have a suggestion? I know a friend of the show, Russell, wants to see uh, Mike Piazza's strike zone for the 64. That was always one of our favorites. You could run an infielder into the wall at the edge, and, like, they would hit the wall and just go fall, flopping backwards. <laughs> uh, last but not least, I touched on it uh, very briefly. I rented Sonic the Hedgehog, the film, based on the movie for my, for my family, for me, <laughs> this weekend. Uh, have you guys seen it? Have either one of you guys seen the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? I've seen about half of it. No, I have not seen it yet. It was a entertaining movie. It had some Easter eggs for us, us old fogies. And it had some... It had good action bits. Like, it had some funny parts to it. It had weird product placement. Y'all probably heard about this, but Olive Garden is mentioned two or three times. Uh, Zillow gets a very prominent feature. Like, all right, and here's the front page of Zillow. This is, we're, we're looking for a house. We're on Zillow. And then there, there was one more. I can't remember what it was. But um, it was fun, man. That was a fun movie. It was a, it was a blockbuster. You know, just a popcorn and don't think too much about the plot. And but, but they did. I don't know if this was in the original games. I do not remember Sonic's rings having any context. They gave context to Sonic's rings. So my kids since then have wanted to play a Sonic game. So I'm like, okay, just for convenience, and I would not recommend this to anybody, just for convenience, I downloaded Sonic the Hedgehog, the first one on my phone, just for them to try out all that kind of stuff. 
And my youngest says, oh, there's the rings his mommy gave him, the owl. His mom in the movie is an owl, and she gives him the rings so he can jump dimensions. So she's like, that's the rings the mommy owl gave him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. This game is like 30 years old at this point, and you're adding this lore in that's <laughs> like six months old. That official lore. <laughs> I know. Hey, but it made sense to her. She's like, there's the rings. I thought that was pretty good. All right, Halo, a little bit of Perfect Dark. Sonic the Hedgehog, we watched the movie. Uh, it's one of those, I think the Marvel movies trained us to do this, but always, you know, don't stay through all the way through the credits. You don't have to. They stop it like a third of the way through and throw you uh, a little sneak surprise thing. So it, it made me smile. So you definitely, definitely hang out for that. But overall, we, we had a good time. The kids were bored with it well before I was. <laughs> I stuck with it. Uh, Jim Carrey plays basically Jim Carrey, the same goofy face making, all that kind of stuff. But it fit that character. And there was there was some odd tension between him and another male character, but that was just uh, Captain Stone or something like that. It was almost like the the shmi of the of the of the movie, you know, that the sidekick that he would beat up on. But there was weird tension between them that was never fully explained why he was a bully to him to a certain extent. But uh, that's all my games. Go ahead, Cesar. He wasn't the the rooster or whatever the fuck that was in the, the old 2D cartoon from back in the day. The rooster. Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, he had like the his sidekicks were, uh, were the original Sonic before they had the one with Jaleel White. Uh, I don't know this lore. Yeah, there was there's like three or four car- Sonic cartoon shows. So there was one on there where he had like the, these uh, robots where he just kind of bullied around. But the, that show was like on USA and they were 15 minutes long and they were more akin to uh, Looney Tunes on the shenanigans. Just uh, like one zany event would happen. Yeah, versus the ones that came out later were like underground and Adventures of Sonic, which took a more serious tone. Um, to uh, another, another thing noted you, you mentioned and that brought it up the uh, the intro to the movie. They do like a Sega movie pictures franchise presents or something, but this it's like you see a screenshot of, of Sonic and then they start zooming out and then it's like Toe Jam and Earl and Streets of Rage and. Uh, uh, virtual cop and space channel five and it's like all these sega properties that they're zooming out and it all makes this big sega logo and i was just like oh shit oh shit like i wanted to pause it and look at all the franchises in there it was pretty good uh before i pass off to somebody else brant did remind me i played another game and uh i played this game yesterday for the first time and it kicked my ass and that is the only game that can physically defeat you is ring fit adventure hi it's not hitting very good. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure is Nintendo's hard to find. I think Brant just recently got one as well. Did it come in? It came in today. Have you tried it? No, I did not get a chance to unpack it. Your ass. Your ass. <laughs> so this is, uh, I think I text us or this. This is 100% this generation's Wii Fit. Like they have found, it's got that polish. It has the menus. It has the music. It incorporates, they want you to bring your whole family into, you know, signing into the experience. Uh, they cater the whole experience around that ring. They call it the ring con, I think it is. 
so you you just pop a Joy-Con into the ring. You pop the other Joy-Con into a uh, they call it a leg strap. I had to put it pretty high up on my thigh. They have this real thin felt yoga pant wearing model who's showing everything off, and she had it above her knee, and I was like, it's not staying there. What are you doing? But uh, once you get everything geared up, and the first thing I tried was a song. Like I was, I think they came out with free DLC not a couple months ago, and one of them was a Breath of the Wild medley. So I was like, I'll just try that out and see what it's like. And that was cool because it incorporated the movement of the ring con. So you use it to select everything. So when you get in the menus and you want to go right, you turn that ring con and then you push in to select and then you'll pull out to deselect. That's what Brant was furiously doing in the camera to remind me I played another game. He's like, ring fit, ring fit. And uh, But yesterday I actually played a full like workout session. And I ended up doing, I think it said it was a 12-minute session. And I was, dude, I was sweating. I was beat. And I have been sore all day today, like going up and down stairs. I was like, man, I know I did something. But you do a lot of the time you're jogging. And as you're going down this path, it's kind of like an RPG and a rail shooter combined. But you'll turn the ring con and you'll when I saw it, I was like, what do you do with this piece of plastic? But there's actual I've never worked with tension weights before. So is this something you're familiar with? Like tension, those those type of things, resistance. Uh, resistance baits, yeah. yeah. But man, you—it takes a lot to squeeze that thing, Brant. When you get a hold of it, man, you'll you'll see. But so as you're going to, you're you're physically jogging as you go down this this predetermined path, and you'll squeeze that ring con to like shoot gust of air at things to collect coins, and and then when you go into battles, you have a, I think it's called a fit battle or health battle or something like that. But you'll choose different exercises to execute instead of just you know tapping pressing A to stairs. Instead of just tapping A to issue a command, it'll give you like squats or um, one thing I had to do is hold the ring con above my head and like squeeze and hold. And it'll do sets of those. And depending on how well you do on those, that you'll attack the the monster that popped up in your path. And then when they attack you, you like squeeze the band in your stomach. I didn't get a whole lot from that exercise. But uh, for somebody who's gotten pretty sedentary like it's it's something i've been aware of and trying to circumvent this had me moving and it had it had me jogging it had me uh jumping i had to do knee lifts i did the the squeezing up above um when you when you're on that rail part that i was talking about and you're jogging you'll have to you have to squeeze the ring to shoot those things but then to make your character jump you'll keep running and you'll point down with the ring con and squeeze in to give them like propel them across jumps and things like that it's fun man i'll be back into it i took a day off today we did a lot of unpacking and things like that around the house but i've actually got an alarm set up for 12 o'clock every day so i'll be doing i'm i'm actually up against the first boss battle right now the way the little rpg is playing out and i'll play him tomorrow and have more feedback for next time i know i know it's finally getting out in channels it seems like it seems like it's at best buy and amazon and places like that on occasion it still sells out immediately but highly recommend it's uh i think it's a great great tool yeah so what was your stats for the first workout how many calories you burn it actually wasn't that much it wasn't i wasn't that impressed with the calorie thing uh it does give a uh heart rate you put your thumb over the ir sensor on the ring con where you put your joy con in the calories were not impressive it was like a hundred something maybe so it wasn't a whole lot but I, I knew I did something. It was more movement than I was going to get that day anyway. So I did benefit from it. 
That was Ring Fit Adventures. Thank you, Brent, for bringing that to my attention. I would have forgotten it. With the, the squeezing symbol sign. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Squeeze, and then you'll have to like pull apart so it goes that way. I thought he was uh, doing a Madonna's Vogue. I was like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> oh, Cesar sent me the chicken and the robot thing. I remember that mole-looking robot thing. The scratcher, That's... what scratch and grounder. That's what they call them. That's yeah. what they were. He used to treat them like pieces of crap. Got a whole episode. He used to take out all of them. That's his bebop and rock, rock steady. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, I'm going to let somebody else do their games played. All right. So, uh, after last week's conversation, uh, I had to get into some croc. Um, the real I, croc, not the bullshit ones coming on PS4. No, no, not Crocs running game or Runner World or the shit. Yeah. And I played through, gosh, um, I started it up and played through. I got to the third um, area because the way this game works for people who haven't played it, um, it's kind of like Crash Bandicoot where there's a um, dedicated island or area and you do the levels on that little dedicated island or area and then you move on to another one I believe in the first croc there's about f- five different areas and there's five... wait did I come back to croc? yes yep. yes you did there's about <laughs> there's about five to six levels in each area so I played through the first one through the second one and now I've, I've gotten to the third one and you beat the um, game no i didn't beat it i um are you enjoying it yeah i'm enjoying it i mean if if i may just just the music the music is great in this game the only thing i i could say is there needs to be more of it because um, you'll get to certain points in this game where you're going through an area and they didn't loop the music very well. Um, so you get the end of the music and then there's yep. about 20 seconds of silence. And all you get is Croc's little noises, uh, the noises of the environment. You know, maybe there's some lava bub- bubbling or an enemy flying around or something. But yeah. it might be Red Book audio. It's kind of an early-ish CD-ROM game. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the all the music is is really great in that game. Now, the game definitely shows its age because you have those kind of tank tanky controls um and like i said i ran through the first two areas pretty quickly uh and was doing all the things because you collect these little gems um sonic-esque style and if you get hit you lose your gems um there's do you blink for three seconds yep there's five special different colored gems and you collect all of those, and at the end of the stage, you can either become supersonic. <laughs> you become supersonic with the Chaos Emeralds, 
Um, there's a door you can go through if you've collected all of the gems, all of the special gems, uh, and do a bonus stage, or you can just, there's a gong, you hit the gong, and you go to the next stage. So I was doing that, and then I got to the third area, and the third area has, has definitely ramped up the difficulty. Difficulty in platforming or difficulty in camera control? Yeah, the camera controls suck in this game. There's a lot of, if you want to change the camera, you're backing up or turning around. Uh, there's a quick turnaround mechanic. Um, and you have to walk a little bit and then turn back around to get the camera right. It's wonky. It's yeah. so wonky. But my... So if I would they fix that in Croc too. Yes, but they—I um, I don't know. It, most of my feelings are, are pure nostalgia for this game, and I'm—I'm I'm gonna like this game. I'm sure I, I'd put it even on a um, hidden gems for the PS1. Okay. For sure, it's—it's it's a good platformer. Croc is a cute little, um, you know, mascot. Um, the aesthetic of the game is is really really nice. Um, and the flow of the game is is pretty good, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely aged a little little poorly with some of the mechanics. But you can appreciate it for its its time. Oh yeah. Um, and then I, I mean I, I said it last week that the family would probably pick up and do some Animal Crossing. Um, last Saturday there was a bug catching event. We participated in that. Did that. Sweet. Um. Gosh, we probably spent a few hours because you collect the bugs, you get points for collecting however many bugs, and if you collect enough, then you get trophies. And there's bronze, silver, and gold, and of course you want all of them. Um, and, and on top of that, um, this week Animal Crossing did um, the update, and now you can swim in the ocean. So, spent, so all went swimming together? Oh yeah. We spent um, spent a little bit of time doing that. Of course, there's only a handful of creatures that you can get right now. Um, and I saw somebody that did a live stream of the game, and they spent like 10 hours um, going through, time skipping, getting all the creatures, and you get nothing. Leathers ah. basically thanks you. <laughs> he goes, Whoa, wow, thanks. Yeah, so you saved great. yourself ten hours. Uh yeah. So I mean, and that's 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 the biggest thing is there's a lot of things that would be nice quality and quality of life improvements in Animal Crossing that just aren't there. Things that are definitely very, very tedious. And That's the name of the game though, right? Pretty much. The the I know the the some of the developers had said that you know they wanted it to be, uh, d to be like that, um, because real life is like that. And it's like, well, I'm I'm playing a game here. I want to just, I want I don't want to craft one thing at a time every time. If I can craft, if I've got twenty clams and I want to craft twenty fish food, I'd like to just hit the ticker and let it know I want to craft all of them at once rather than just sit there over and over and over again. Right. Um, and now I'm back to the point where I'm just logging on every day, getting my daily stuff and getting out. Um, to me at work. 
<laughs> and the uh, last game I've got for my games played is um, SpongeBob. Days Gone. You just looked at Days Gone. I did. But uh, I've got SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated. Oh, you got the remake. I did. I did. And this is a remake in the truest sense. Um, this game has gotten a lot of flack, um, some really poor reviews. Um, gosh, I think it was GameSpot gave it a two. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And the only other game that has gotten a one was, um, what was it? What was it called? Like ride to ride to hell. It's a, it's a horrible, uh, motorcycle, uh, game and it's is that a 360 ps3 game yeah something like and it is horrible and it's 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 basically unplayable it is the worst thing ever so how they gave this uh, a two i don't know you weren't uh there when the gertzman was in game spot and he uh poorly reviewed shinmu so (laughs) (laughs) he still gets flagged for that to this day he still hates shinmu to this day yeah it's like it's a bad game it's like i gave what i gave it (laughs) <laughs> all right so i was trying to find that review very quickly and i just searched for bikini bottom like that would find what i was looking for in that yeah brought, brought back what you would think it would bring back actually the first result is spongebob so cool but um i mean i i think it suffers from the fact that it, we've had a lot of remakes um but a, a lot of the remakes we've had they've been uh, almost like rehashings. They aren't. They aren't a true remake. Um, they take the story. They change certain bits. They do quality of life improvements. This is the exact same game with a brand new coat of paint. Um, it's it's not a sixty dollar game either. They're selling it at uh, twenty nine. Um, so you know they're they're not trying to to say oh it's you know exactly a brand new game they have same assets same um voice acting i mean just everything is the same um basically with flaws and all basically yes and for for better for worse uh that's what it is i mean it's it's the exact same game um i think gave it a 50 what was it i was reading i thought it was ign gave it on their, you know, out of 10 score, gave it a 5? Yeah, this is a 50 on, and, on Metacritic. And the original game, because this game came out uh 2003, was a 7.5. <laughs> um, and it's the same game, but, I mean, it's different reviewer, different time, different standards. And, I mean, we could, we could go into um, to reviewing... Um, all the stuff behind it. Um, but the thing is, I mean, it comes down to one person's opinion. And so this game, if you like SpongeBob, uh, if you watched SpongeBob growing up, because I never played Bikini Battle for Bikini Bottom when it was on the Xbox, PlayStation. I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, GameCube. Um, so I just figured I'd, I'd pick it up and it's, it's fun. It's an, it's an action platformer. It's got those puzzling, uh, those little puzzle bits, uh, to it. Um, can the game get frustrating at times? Yeah. I mean, some of those puzzle bits, you're like, man, whoever made this, I just want to beat, <laughs> I just want to just slap them 
really, really hard. Like, why you did you make back, you this? You want to go back in time? Yeah. It's like, why did you make this the way you did? Oh, so it, difficult for some reason. It's simple. It's like, we can add 10 hours of content or make this one puzzle super hard and add 10 yeah. hours that way. Um, but and there's... Have Brent beating his head against the wall 16 years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the people that are saying, you know, death is... Um, merciless and you lose all your progress this and that and the other. it's it's not true this game you don't even have lives you've got four hits that you can take and then your character faints you just go back to your checkpoint or if you um fall if you go out of area sometimes um it's kind of easter uh, i won't say easter egg it's um you know just fan service because there's there's plenty of that throughout this game a giant hand comes and grabs you from the side pulls you back and then <laughs> place you back uh at the stage um and i mean there's there's no game over screen it's it's not like oh i died four times now i gotta completely start that whole section over no it's 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 not that bad um and it's i mean it's overall it's it's really fun um i have it's a it's a -a collect-a-thon um so you're collecting Patrick socks. You're collecting these shiny things that are just currency, which are extremely easy to get. Um, and then you're collect collecting golden spatulas, which is the main goal. Um, you need 75 to um, beat the game. I think I'm at 66 or 67. Just by you're just close. by yeah, just by going through the game and. You know, I've I've looked back because you can look at every different area and see that you know, oh, you've gotten only two out of six socks, or you know, you've there's a, a spatula you've missed, or you know, whatever. So it's laid out like Mario Sunshine or or Jack and Daxter, one of those type games. Yeah, and I mean, just typically going through it, seeing what I see, it, played platforms before. It's I mean, it's pretty easy to tell what's what, uh, and yeah, I've already. Like I said, I've already gotten 66, 67, so I'm I'm already pretty close. And I, uh, of course, I'm playing it on Switch. Um, okay. I'd, lo- I'd love to tell you exactly how long I've been playing it, but of course, the Switch says started playing it five days ago and won't give me any information aside and from then, that. And then you won't get anything exact. But we know Cesar has spent 673 minutes and 40 seconds on 3DS uh, system settings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brant, we have to. That's how we have to break you in. You're gonna have to break. You're gonna have to look in your 3ds and read us oh, your gosh. your eShop clock and your system settings clock. <laughs> They're your most played games. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun game. Um, good. It looks good it, on Switch. It's it, yeah, it, it looks it looks really really good. Um, you still get those kind of texture pop ins real quick. That like real jarring thing when it. Um, you know, switches once you've completed a thing and the character's like, oh, great, thank you for doing this. You know, when it first goes to that, you just get that weird pop in. Yeah. Um, but I've played both on the TV and in handheld, and it it looks great. Um, We're all about some 3D platformers. But yeah, uh, that is all I've gotten to this Day's week. Day's gone. I, <laughs> I meant to get back into Final Fantasy, but... I'll probably get to that this week as soon as I finish um, Battle for Bikini Bottom. I just got it in my hand and started playing it. Couldn't put it down, really. And cool. just got got in that kind of area of collect-a-thon. Started with Croc after last week and then 
moved on to SpongeBob. And yeah, I'll probably pick up Final Fantasy VII this week again and try to get to Ring Fist since that came in today. But we'll, give it a we'll go, man. See. It'll it'll whoop you. It's cool though how it how it puts you through the paces. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Cesar so up. Yeah, mine's a real uh, easy. So yes, we get out of here at a decent time. Oh yeah, we'll be, it will be two and a half hours. I say that now. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. So I went ahead and I finished the last of us part two, and okay. I like that game a lot. I really do. I, I enjoy that story as a complete whole from the first and the second game. So awesome. But then again, I don't. I don't have particular attachments that certain aspects that people are getting upset about. So. That's probably why I can view things differently. And like I said, I've, I've, I've read and watched things where I don't get attached to things, so it doesn't bother me. But without spoiling the stories, I think the final boss battle is probably one of the best I've enjoyed probably since uh, uh, Naked Snake and Boss fought each other. Uh, see some similarities in that final boss battle, too. It has that similar thing where you're kind of rooting for both sides, and it's kind of like that in that Metal Gear Solid 3 where you, like, you don't really want to see what's happening happening, but the story yeah. unfolds in front of you. It is what it is. And making, so, and making you do it. Yeah. I remember that with Naked Snake because I just sat back like, why? Do I, have, do I have to do this? Will it be, is this like some Kojima thing where it'll just be a fail state of some kind or it lets yeah. me go through? It makes you do it. So, but yeah, I mean, I get that same type of feels towards in there. I still feel the game is long. Um, I'm looking at this uh, PS Time tr- Tracker. It's the one I sent you over there that suddenly got popular and started knocking it off because everybody's uh, adding it to their friends list. So according to the PS Time Tracker, I I beat The Last of Us Part Two in 30 hours. I played 17 sessions, and each session was an hour and 48 minutes. So, Okay. Um, this thing's pretty interesting. showing every game I played on PS4, PS3, and Vita, and it's breaking down the time, how many sessions and how long each session was. But uh, outside of that, uh, I won't go too too much details into it. But I mean, gameplay wise, it's solid. I mean, that's probably one of the people give shit on uh, Sony and their ability to make the same type of game over and over again when it comes to like a third person, right? Um, third person na- story narrative driven. Yeah, like here, follow the colors type stuff, uh, or do the same thing over and over. But here's a different story. Um, but this is probably the most polished one I've seen. I mean, graphically, I mean, it's crazy. It's a PS4 game, so I put it that way. I mean, just playing it on there, it, it looks good as hell. I don't. Awesome. I mean, outside of that, I mean, outside of that, I can't talk much about it, man. I mean, it definitely, in my opinion, you have to play the Last of Us, and then the Last of Us Part Two is one complete story. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you could have left the first one and not make a sequel. Uh, which could have left it like any kind of like any Academy Award type movie where there's a lot of movies like that where they just it's a one and done. But this one kind of takes in the direction it needed to go. So, I mean, that was the only thing you could pick up from the first game and bring it over to the second one. I don't know why people are so upset about it. I don't know where else you could have gone with it outside of what was done. But very cool. Either here and there. Um, outside of that, I'm, uh, I've been playing a game called Death End Request. Uh, it's another JRPG on PS4. I got about 11 hours into it so far. That's what uh, this time tracker, I love this time tracker, is telling me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, it's, a, it's one of those uh, isekai, uh, like those uh, 
Isake uh, animates. It's that whole shit that I like for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because I'm an 80s kid and I love that whole transported to another world and like, oh, I gotta. Same thing like Forbidden Kingdom, that movie, or just uh, that shit that usually happened in the 80s. So this one is very similar to Sword Art Online, where you, you play um, uh, the game. You start off as a Mizunashi who. Uh, who was a game developer who built this uh, MMO who had a lot of bugs and, and never they never finished it because the lead designer, her name was Sheena, disappeared. And they basically ended up shutting this game down. And then all of a sudden the game just booted itself back up and the missing engineer or producer of that game, she's in the game. And he's basically trying to help her get to the true ending of the game and so she can get her out because they can't locate her body she's been missing for a year so their their theory is she has a headset and she's logged in somewhere and there's no log out screen for her to log out um oh god this is yeah. my nightmare so and it, and it turns into a whole thing where like uh he clicks on like this uh trojan horse type thing in his email and he knew it was and so it led to a thing where it hacked all the world's financial records so this one company has basically stole a whole bunch of money and it points to the company he works for and so it kind of kind of starts this whole shadow organization where somebody's running this stuff in the background and it turns into a deeper story when he's trying to help her out but it's tied to a whole bunch of stuff on there so um the aspect of that game is that you play sheena in that game and which is the whole jrpg setting where she's going through and she's taking these npcs which you start to get an idea they're not npcs later on in the game You, you experience that there's people in that world that are going missing that nobody's uh that the government's been covering up and I'm thinking that these NPCs in the game, because they're they make judgments in there where they're like they're very lifelike, and they think it's because of their artificial intelligence engine. But I'm starting to think that a lot of these people are the missing people. There was a plane. It's like you ever uh, the, the you know the TV show The Manifest where that plane disappeared and the landed and nobody was there. Yeah. That, that that happened in this game where there was a plane that left from LA to Tokyo and nobody was on that plane where it landed. Like so, they buried they buried them and wrote them off and all that, and then the plane landed three years later. That doesn't happen, but I'm thinking that these pe- these NPCs are actually these people hooked up to VR machines somewhere. So um, that is my dream. Outside of that, they just discovered the fact that very like Sword Art Online, where if you die in the game, you die in real life. So uh, that's as far as I've gotten. Right now, they're still trying to figure out who's doing all the stuff in the back end. But I mean, it's just like the typical JRPG. The story bits are told like a visual novel, which I you know I'm a big fan of. Where that's still images, and you go through the text base, and then you go out and you kind of explore a world where, based off the clues, you might find like a diary. It's, you found a diary, somebody's died, and it takes you to an apartment. And it's like you, you, you're connecting the pieces with uh, uh, Mizunashi out in the real world, and then Sheena's in the game trying to complete the quest so she can get out and log out. And that's where the JRPG stuff starts. And you start on this battle system where it's like a large circular grid. And it's um, the battles are pretty long, but it's pretty interesting. It's something different than I played before. So uh, basically, you can sit there and combine different uh, attacks to create new attacks, and they all—it's like a—you can kind of run around, and it's not turn-based. It's turn-based, but it's not. It's kind of like a, you can run around whatever in that field is and set your attacks. So you can attack an enemy, and, and then as your final attack, you can do what's called a knockback and knock them back further, which they can kind of crash into the wall, kind of like a pool table. They'll crash into different things and take additional damage. So you can do the same thing, knock them back into one of your other party members, which they'll knock them back into another party member and kind of just take additional damage throughout there. So there's different ways where you can just do continual, continuous damage in the game and battles, which keeps it interesting. So, Cool. Um, I'm about maybe I'm chapter three. There's 11 chapters, so I'm only about maybe a third of the way of the game. But I'll probably finish it because the second one got announced that it's coming out in America and that comes out next month. 
What's that one again? Uh, Death and Request. Um, outside of that, uh, playing Pokemon here and there, and it's in a Switch. Um, Did you get Sword or Shield? Uh, sword. Uh, and I think the only other thing I've tried is, uh, you know, that new Sony TV I got. It's an uh, Android TV, which I know you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. So I uh, went ahead and installed uh, Steam Link on the Android TV. Okay. And then hooked up my Xbox controller to the TV. And then I have been playing uh, Trails in the Sky, the, the third, from my PC onto that TV. And it's pretty clean. I it mean, works well? Just streaming it, yeah. And it does it. It's very responsive with the controller. And it plays like I'm playing on a console. So Damn. I haven't tried any other games. That's the only one I fired up. I probably put about a couple of hours into there. I mean, it's still in the beta. It's a little buggy, so sometimes the screen will blink out. But okay. Here and there, but outside of that, it, it works. Yeah. Do something a little more like platforming intensive, just to just to see how it reacts. I'm, I'm curious about that too. Yeah, I'll have to look and see what I got in there. Um, I can probably try to do Ori or something like that. Yeah. Or uh, Symphony of the Night. We all have Symphony of the, of the Night on every platform available. This is true. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but eh, I mean, it's the majority of what I played anyway. So, I mean, always I, next week. I still, I still think about the Last of Us Part Two. So, I mean, after a while, after I beat that game, I had, I thought about it for a while. So, it made I, an impact. Yeah, I wasn't too sure the last time we talked about it, and I, and I figured I had to beat it. And I mean, there was a lot of fucking moments in there I just didn't want to play. I just the shit they make you do, man. They fucking they fuck you worry out mentally. I was worn out by the time I was done with that game. Oof, but that was a hell of a game. I remember that from the first one. I'm just like, I'm thinking about getting back into that world. I was asking you what order to play that one or Left Behind or like, you know, which one needs to go first, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, we, if we need to do a share play to get you through, let me know. Oh, you're it's down up. to put in some more Last of Us? Yeah, I mean, I can help you get past the part you can't get in there. So based off this, uh, this is what I love about this, uh, this time tracker before uh, we leave for the day. So the number one played game in June was The Last of Us Part Two, and it was 5,000 hours played between 718 players. They all averaged about two hours. Um, the top five was The Last of Us Part Two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Fortnite, Grand Theft Auto V, and Apex Legends. Number six. No, M- no NBA. Number six was uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Seven FIFA 20, FIFA 20. Eight Destiny 2. Nine Minecraft, and ten Red Dead Redemption 2. 11 was Overwatch. Uh, Last of Us Remastered was 13. NBA 2K20 was at 16. Okay. So as you go down the list, I don't know if it's still on here. At number 56 was uh, Share Play. Nice. Uh, Looks like 320 people uh, have used it, and they've done it so for at least 30 minutes. Oh, I've never done that before. Have you guys experienced Sure, oh. play. Cesar, I'm willing to give it a shot. That'd be fun, man. Yeah, I can get you past the part. I mean, just get to the part where you're like, ah, I'm done with this, and I can get you past it. And then once, once the story comes back, you're like, nah, 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 fucking give it back. <laughs> <laughs> let me play, let me play. Yeah, 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 I'm good, and just cut the camera. Yeah, I have to disconnect. <laughs> yeah, I got it from here. <laughs> block, mute, unfollow. Yeah, unfollow, block, and mute, man. Follow, mute, and then block. Unfriend. Yeah. The worst of all. Unincorporate. Yeah. I have to serve you papers because you wouldn't give me the controller back for Last of Us Remastered. 
virtually give the controller back. Yeah, right. and, I'm, and I'm looking at it. I think that's the uh, the longest session uh, between me, uh, believe it or not, was that number number eight, Destiny two. But the long they have the longest session. The average play time is two hours and twenty seven minutes. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is at second for two hours and eighteen minutes, and believe it or not, Fallout seventy six is at two hours and seven minutes at third. For sessions, for average session, for how long they play the game at one sitting. I'm killing that on Halo every weekend. We're playing that for like five hours at a time. It's probably not healthy, but. Oh, someone's got Stardew Valley in here for three hours and nineteen minutes. I never got it. I, I never traded tried or played Stardew Valley. Did you did you get into it, Brant? No. No. I know Michael yeah. was a huge fan. Good luck finding that physical copy for Switch. Pay out the ass for that. Yeah, but it's another one of those, like, when I think about this stuff, I'm like, what version is that on the cartridge? Like, they're going to patch it 18 times since that thing was printed. Like, what is that cartridge anymore? I'm with you on that one, but somebody wants it because they're paying, like, 300 bucks for that copy used. So. Yikes. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, you can find this podcast every – used to be Tuesday, then it was Saturday. Hey, weekly. We'll put something out there. Uh, we're on – iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, Overcast, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. That's it, right? Wherever an RSA feed is, right? Wherever your RSS feed leads you to. RSA I saw us on. Did I see us on Podbean? Why do we even do this bit? Because if you're listening to us. <laughs> Is this just because we have to? Like, tell your friends? Oh, I love this show. Oh, you don't have Overcast. You could try it on. Is that what this is all about? Apparently, they had that conversation. Like, where are you hurting from? I don't know. I just they, just they just show up on my phone every week. Well, I'm always curious. Like, the first show Brant was on, I don't think Brant and I have ever had that conversation. I'm like, where do you listen? Like, I'm just curious. Where, where do you partake in the content from? Uh, Himalaya, that's the newest one that I saw some streaming thing called Himalaya do we want to add that to the rotation? <laughs> sure I don't know, it might be some bad organization is this going to be us here for three hours just listening to different things they can listen to us on? yeah, on iHeartRadio too yep I got some money from them I was in some sort of class action lawsuit that I don't remember signing up for so I've officially been paid by iHeartRadio, so maybe I maybe I have to put it on a disclaimer. And our sponsor, iHeartRadio. Sponsor Affiliate. Yeah, here's Himalaya. It's got a pretty clean interface. It's got all of our episodes in it, so check us it's out like, on Himalaya. Just like the real Himalayas. All of our episodes. Um, we're also on Instagram and Twitter. There's no podcast, and I'm going to be streaming baseball games. I've got my setup here. Uh, I had to do a little bit of troubleshooting early in, early on in that first session, but I got it straightened out. So I'll play some more baseball games. Try to get us Twitch affiliation since Dr. Disrespect has vacated the throne. It is now time for no podcast in our army of baseball video games. <laughs> we got it. Somebody's got to fill the boy. I'll stream anything. It's just something I thought I could throw up there. And I had a good time with it, so... Um, but you can check out that video. It's on YouTube. It's on Twitch. Doesn't do any local stuff. 
Um, but it, my stream still went to Mixer. I know Mixer was in the news last week, but that still went to Mixer. So, All right, I'm rambling on. Uh, thank you guys for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Adios. Adios. Retro City Rampage? Just about. Yeah, it's a sequel. You have to play the first one to get the lore? No, it's like <laughs> GTA. None of it makes sense. Thank you for clarifying. Oh, that was, that was vital information. Mm-hmm. They just know that the same city exists in all the games, and then everybody just fanboys whenever they're going to cross over into Liberty City, back to Vice City, back to San Andreas, yes. the same three fucking cities. Yes. Where the bridges unlock as the story folds. Look at us three nerds with our video gaming t-shirts. I was about to say it because I feel like I'm about to be ganged up on by the Nintendo boys. <laughs> <laughs> this came got- from probably Kohl's. Uh, I have a matching one to Cesar's that I'm not wearing. I didn't know we were going to coordinate. We should have. We stood in line just to get the t-shirts because the game was that game I did not have any fun with. And I was being mansplained the whole time we were demoing it next to me. Oh, Jesus. Did you have a good experience with it, Cesar? I don't know what the fuck I was doing. So. And I didn't either. And the guy was telling me, do this, build up your special. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs>